0: Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lamont Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, LeMond Williams.
1: Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lamont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas, on May 22nd, this Wednesday night. Excited to be back with you guys. I've been off for the last couple of weeks. I apologize. My schedule has been super busy here, and I'm going to kind of break it down for you guys over the next hour. Some of the things I've been involved with, some of the things I'm excited about, and some of the things I look forward to as football season is starting to gear up here. I mean, I know we're in the off-season, but we have the OTAs uh, organized with the organized team activities across the United States for the NFL, and. We have the XFL starting to kick off and then getting going for their uh, up-and-coming inaugural season in 2020. And you know we have the NBA playoffs. Uh, The Houston Rockets, last time we did talk live on air, Houston Rockets was in the playoffs still, competitive and competing for the opportunity to go to the NBA Finals. Unfortunately, that has ended as they lost to their nemesis, the Golden State Warriors. So... With all that being said, I'm going to go ahead and just jump into the XFL talk. And, uh, again, the XFL, if you remember way back when, the XFL tried their hand in the professional football league under Vince McMahon, and it came out with so many different uh, tricks and trades that still stays with football today. Uh, A lot of people don't realize the infield camera that you see hanging over the players in the NFL that goes actually into the huddles and actually follow players off the field and on the field that was pretty much invented by the XFL when it first came up. Uh, some of the other tricks and trades that NFL kind of stole from, not really stole or I guess borrowed since the XFL folded the first time, uh, still exists and lives today. But that's here or no there. Right now, I just want to talk about the opportunity for the XFL to expand their league back into professional football, but they're going to be in the spring of 2020. So, A year from now, uh, February 8th, I want to say, is when they kick off their first season. And right after the NFL ends their Super Bowl and their whole hoopla and going to their spring break, the XFL will kick off their season. So I'm excited about the XFL for multiple reasons. One, they're going to be eight franchises. One of the franchises is going to be here in Houston. Uh, You have one in Dallas, St. Louis, L.A., D.C., uh, New York area. Um, what other teams i this missing? I said Dallas, New York or Dallas, Houston, LA, New York, St. Louis, Seattle, which and, uh, uh, my super producer, A-Rod should be excited about because he's a Seattle fan, uh, Tampa Bay and DC. The reason why I'm excited about the Houston franchise, obviously, because I live here in Houston, I've been covering sports here in Houston for quite some time now. And, I'm excited for the opportunity for XFL to come into the screen. For personal reasons, having the opportunity to be able to work with the franchise, uh, really good friends with the CEO and commissioner, uh, Oliver Luck. I'm thankful for him and thankful for the opportunities that will take place in the near future. Also, I'm excited because Houston just hired their first head coach, June Jones. So on Monday was the press conference and introduction to the Houston media June Jones. If you remember, June Jones used to be a former coach in the NFL for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, You pretty much know him for the most part for his coaching abilities or his coaching career in uh, Hawaii as the Hawaii head coach. Uh, He's known for the run and shoot offense. I call it fun and gun. Uh, Spread you out and just pick the defense apart. So you know going into it that the Houston franchise will have a and he also, excuse me, he also was part of the USFL Houston Gamblers team a long time ago for the Houston uh, franchise. So, so he he knows a lot. He knows a lot about X's and O's. He's coached Hamilton out there in the CFL, NFL, uh, with the Oilers, uh, the Houston Gamblers, with the USFL. So he brings a lot of experience, and we're excited to have him here in Houston. Uh, he had an opportunity briefly. I guess Johnny was on his team. Johnny Manziel was on his team. In uh, the CFL for the Ham- Hamilton Tigers. So with all that being said, it was a press conference on Monday. I had a chance to attend the press conference for personal reasons, also professional reasons. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and queue up this interview now. I'm going to get my super producer A-Rod to play the interview. I caught a few soundbites from the press conference with June Jones as he was introduced as the new head coach for the XFL Houston franchise.
2: You often show on here. What, what, what we're going to see?
3: Well, we're going to see uh, the forward pass for sure, uh, and uh, you know, hopefully. Um I think people will recognize a lot of the stuff that, that that's going on. I mean, this game is going to be a faster-paced game. It's going to be a wide open game, and uh, I think that the XFL gets it, that uh, offense sells tickets, you know, and, and uh, we're going to have, uh, I know, a, a good following here in this town just be, because it's Houston. So. June, you talk about offense selling mm-hmm. tickets, the importance of having players. Yeah. Fans want to see talent on the field. No well. question. I, I think the thing that, like I said in the when I was saying there, that that I um, love finding players, and I was fortunate to be around uh, Mouse and Jerry Glanville at young ages. That I learned real quick that good players make good coaches, and uh, so you got to go find them and you got to go uh, get them. And obviously, that starts with a quarterback, number one. But you got to have some speed and you got to have some skill around that guy. There's people in this town that have mentioned many times. You've heard it already. It'd be great to get a guy like Johnny Manziel here in Houston. Yeah, no, with, I know. Uh, I, had John, I had John. I had. Johnny in, uh, in Hamilton. I enjoyed the five or six weeks. Uh, he played very good for me, actually. Um, but, you know, he, he wanted to get on the field, and I, I could see that it was going to take a little time for him to learn the system. So, you know, Johnny uh, is an interesting guy. I mean, he, he is competitive. He's, he's uh, proven that he has won. He's just been through a lot in the last uh, three or four years. You know, that's kind of a league decision uh, there. Uh, but definitely, I assume that he'll be in the draft pool. I, I assume that are you gonna are you gonna be looking at a lot of local talent too to try to fill out a roster absolutely here? absolutely in fact I got a list of I just put that pad down over there I already started listening to 40 times and, and names on there that I've seen and of course having you know so many friends in the National Football League I'm getting calls on guys already so I write everyone down and get their phone numbers and you know we'll be giving them a chance to do what they can do what, what told you what was,
2: sold you on this league what made you believe I tell you it to be, be
3: quite honest uh, I was going back before they even announced. I, I when I saw that 30 for 30 thing, I said when he starts this thing up again, he's gonna he's he's learned from it. And before they even announced it, I was I was kind of saying that's gonna happen. And then when when I saw them finally say it, maybe might be two and a half three years ago now, then the AAF jumped in there. I thought, well, that that's they're just jumping in there to kind of fill the void because they they're you know the XFL is gonna get it done, and uh, you know. I think that, uh, to be quite honest, it's probably going to benefit the XFL that they did do something last spring. Coach, talk about your coaching staff and guys you're bringing in yeah. to help you build a team. Yeah, I have uh, pretty much, there's a security process that you got to go through, but I pretty much have I would say 80% or 85 of the guys already committed. Mostly guys that I've either have played for me or coached for me before because I think that's a, a key thing in the chemistry within what we do trickles down to the locker room, and, and so I often do but that way everywhere I've
1: been, I've been. Again, that was June Jones, the new head coach for the HFL Houston franchise, as you can tell. He's excited to be here in Houston. I'm excited for him to be in Houston as well as the franchise. And as You can tell the media as well. I asked a few questions, asked him about his coaching staff because it's important to see who he surrounds himself with as far as coaching because uh, whoever his assistant coaches are will have to go out and do a lot of community service, a lot of recruiting, a lot of uh, attention base with a lot of local talent here in Houston. With the surrounding cities in the state of Texas, is huge when it comes to football, football pool and talent. So there's not going to be a lack of talent and opportunity for them to get some really good players. And the thing I like about this too, A-Rod, is that it's an opportunity for a lot of unsung heroes, a lot of unknown players Uh, like myself. When I played at Howard, I didn't have a big name. I really didn't have a big following. But with that being said, I still have an opportunity to try out for professional teams. Uh, <clears throat> I, I believe that this opportunity will help young guys and give them hope, inspire them to continue to play the game of football, because everybody's not going to make it to the NFL. But as I can hear the music playing in the background, I'm going to continue this conversation when we come back from our first break. Hopefully my super producer A-Rock can chime in and talk a little bit about the XFL. With me next on Outside the Huddle, with your host, Lee Le'Veon Williams on the Voice America Variety
4: Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
2: Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no this week
0: on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, the boys are talking spring fishing days. Tune in as a team of pros join us to talk sport fish, panfish, premier fishing hotspots, tackle, bait, and techniques. Joining us is Ottafoe, host of The Hunt for Monster Bass on Outdoor Channel, Cat Daddy from Cat Daddy's Catfishing Adventures, and Kevin Coleman, Weber Grillmaster. The Revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel.
4: stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspiring really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com
5: You're
0: Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at one 346 9144 That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at Yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. Continue to talk about the XFL and the Houston franchise, which had their press conference this past Monday. I was in attendance. Excited for so many reasons, personal and professional. uh, XFL is here to stay, hopefully, and I think they got it right this time. Uh, Got a wonderful CEO and commissioner, Oliver Luck. Oliver knows what he's doing, knows how to put together a league, and I'm excited for Oliver and excited for the league. The XFL. I played a clip there in the first segment for June Jones from June Jones, the new head coach. That's now the coach for the Houston franchise
3: uh,
1: team, and he's excited to be a part of this franchise. He's excited to be back in Houston. Has a lot of history here, from the Houston Gamblers to the Houston Oilers. Also, he coached at SMU up there in Dallas, so he has a lot of ties in Texas, state of Texas, as well as the Houston region. So. With all that being said, uh, I talked about, asked him about his coaching staff. He said he's going to bring in guys with experience and pretty much guys that knows how to get out there and recruit parts
5: far bringing in
1: uh, local talent and, and, and evaluating talent. Um, also, he talked about Johnny. He thought Johnny would have an opportunity. Hopefully it's a lead decision, but Johnny should have an opportunity. Johnny Menzel have an opportunity to play or get drafted when the draft comes along in October. So the XFL, you want to know, well, how can I be able to see some of these games just kicking off next year in 2020? The XFL is slated to play air air their games on ABC, which is owned by ESPN, the Disney Network channel. So ABC, ESPN, some games will be on Fox Sports, Fox Sports 1. So it's an opportunity to see these games on all across the board, different regions and different platforms. Uh, that's exciting right there uh, within itself, having four different platforms to see these games in 2020. And, and let me take a step back and let you know that these games will not be a competitive, I mean, not going to compete against the NFL like they did in the past. The XFL figured it out and figured that they're going to be a spring league. Uh, their games kick off February 8th. I want to say the championship game wraps up in April. So it's about 10 weeks of good football every week, uh, and it still feeds that fire of the football fan because just like my super producer A-Rod knows, after the Super Bowl, we all go through uh, football withdrawals. It's like, man, we got used to so many football games every Sunday, college football games every Saturday, and even on your local level, high school games, if you go out to high school games, like sometimes I do go to attend a few high school games here in the state of Texas. Uh, So you have your fix of football from pretty much Labor Day weekend all the way to, really, February, the week before Valentine's weekend or something like that, in that race. But now, you have the XFL bridging that gap from February to April, and it gives you something to kind of look forward to, because you have the opportunity to take a break before football gears back up again in July and August for training camp. So... With all that being said, I don't know if a has any thoughts on just football in general, spring league, or XFL. I know he don't know too much about the XFL, but just want to get his thoughts on it. If not, we can just roll into uh, another clip. So, Ari are you there? Yep, I'm here. Real quick, what you think about just football in general, XFL, have an opportunity not to compete against the NFL, but also have an opportunity to have a spring league for young up-and-coming talent.
5: Man, I feel like this is a career opener for a lot of uh, people that are looking to get transitioned over into the NFL. I'm glad that they're not competing against the NFL because we already know that they would au- automatically not win that. <laughs> the yeah. NFL is way, way more bigger than them, and, you know, NFL is now transitioning to international games where they have teams, you know, going out and playing in Europe, Mexico, or something like that along those lines. And, you know, the XFL, you know, they, they've only been in a few times here and there. They were gone from history, and now they're back again. And hopefully this time they got it right. I mean, uh. uh I hear it's going to be great, um you know, more football for us, so that's always a, that's always a plus. We can't get enough football around here. Yeah. I feel like they need, I feel like they need to put a season after the season, I guess but you know that's yeah just
1: me. and that is exactly what it's going to do. It's going to be a season after the season, uh, and I like the locations that they have franchises in. they have them in dallas, Houston, that's state of Texas right there l a which has is revitalized is repumped down for football due to the success of the l a Rams and the L.A. Chargers. Uh, so that whole California region will have football in the spring. New York can never have enough football in New York. With the success of well, with the teams of the Giants and the Jets, then St. Louis is getting football back in the state of Missouri. Uh, when the Rams shipped from St. Louis to L.A., left a big hole, big gap, big desire for football in that state. Uh, so St. Louis... Uh, we'll have a team, Seattle. There you go, A Rod. I know you're a Seattle Seahawks fan. What do you think about the franchise going up to Seattle? I mean, XFL franchise going up to Seattle. You think the fans will embrace this league in the springtime?
5: Uh, it, it'll be a, it'll, it'll be a, uh, an in between, you know. Just like social media, you know, you got the people that are talking bad about stuff, and then people that actually love it. And I feel like it'll be great, you know. Like, like I said, you can't get enough of football, so why not have it come to the major cities? And you know. I feel like in Seattle it'll be a good a good spot, you know, for a lot of people there that have been looking to try to get somewhere in in the draft or you know trying to have a a football career. But I'm probably, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be do do good. Um, I'm sure um, the fans there will embrace it, and I'm sure it, I'm sure it'll, it'll do fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited for Seattle. You know, they have a big, huge football following and uh, you know, 12 man, everything that brings along with that. So Seattle have a franchise. Tampa Bay. They have a franchise, even though they have an the NFL team in Tampa Bay, they have a franchise, and D.C. have a franchise. Uh, I have a former offensive coordinator, now head coach and general manager. Pep Hamilton is the coach in D.C., so that's I'm excited for Pep and excited for everybody in the D.C. region to be able to welcome Pep back into the D.C. area as a head coach. So with that being said, I'm going to ask a my producer that you just heard, Uh, Played a clip uh, of Oliver Luck, the commissioner and CEO, addressing the media right after the press conference on this past Monday.
6: So, obviously, with our head coaches, we wanted coaches who play fast and, and score points and are exciting to watch, uh, sort of the mantra that we have for our, our league, and I'm not sure there's anybody that I've hired uh, that plays as fast as June plays and is as exciting to watch in terms of his offense, so the fact that he had a connection to Houston, his time with the Gamblers, his time with the Oilers, his time up at SMU playing the the, the Cougars here at U of H, I think, was just a, a plus, and we first started talking about three or four months months ago, at that point he was committed. To finishing out this season up in Hamilton in the CFL, uh, and I think uh, as we began to pick up momentum, announced our broadcast deals with ABC and ESPN and Fox. I think he realized this was a really good opportunity. that was kind of holding this job open for him, quite honestly. So when he said yes, it uh, you know it all came together. You say uh, you keep saying play fast, and that's what fans want to see. Give us give us a rundown of what fans can expect when they come out of one of these games. So we want an up tempo, fast paced game. We'll have either 25 or 30 seconds play clock, so you're forced to play play fast, right? Uh, And uh, we'll see the ball in the air a lot. We'll see ideally high-scoring games. We've got a dozen or so innovations that that we think can make the game better and can keep the kickoff return, for example, in the game, keep the punt return in the game. Those are plays that are sort of being phased out, right, because they're dangerous. We think we have an alternative solution to that, Uh, but ultimately we want to play fast, score points, and put out an entertaining brand of football all in three hours. Almost a throwback to the old AFL, Oiler, you know, Raider days of the 70s. You uh, you know, a lot of people here in this area, and I know this is a league answer because the coach says it's a league decision. Johnny Manziel, does he have a place in this league? Uh, He may, he may not. We don't know yet. Uh, We are just now with all head coaches on board setting our sights on our showcases, which are these combines that we'll have in each one of our eight markets, so uh, that decision hasn't been made either way.
1: Uh, we talk about the showcases and the opportunity for young talent to be able to come out and work out with the league.
6: You know, if there's one thing I'm really excited about with this league is the opportunity to give players a chance to play. You know, you guys all know as media members, you follow the NFL, you know how hard it is to make a 53-man roster. It's really hard. And the opportunity for guys who are just a little bit too slow or uh, right a little bit uh, too unfocused, perhaps, or whatever it is, uh, to play in our league is awesome because I think the talent pool is richer and deeper and broader than it's ever been. So uh, we'll start that process uh, next month in June as we start to have these summer showcases, and I think we'll get some really talented players. Oh,
0: Mr. Mark, um,
6: June said <laughs> that a decision like on Manziel is a league decision. Could you take us through
2: why it's a league decision?
6: So it's a league decision because the league will sign players and put them in the pool, in the, in the draft pool, which uh, we'll have uh, in late September, early October. So ultimately, it's a decision that the league will make. Of course, all the teams are owned by the league, so each head coach will have significant input, particularly a guy like June, who has been up in the C where you know, Johnny most recently played well I guess he played in the other league for mm-hmm. you know for a cup of coffee. If he wants to
0: be here what would be the process? Do you decide if you want to have him in the league? What's the process surrounding a guy of that magnitude or, of, or at least has been of that magnitude?
6: Well I think it's something we'll have to talk with all of our eight head coaches you know, a lot of coaches uh, have, have you know, knowledge of, of him you know, having been on a variety of rosters in the CFL or, or in the NFL so I think it'll be a discussion with the coaches it'll be a review of, of his background you know, Vince has made it pretty clear to me that he wants guys who are not only good football players, but people of good character. So that's a decision that we'll have to make down the road.
5: Mr. Luck, how will the uh, XFL win over the common football fan with the AFL, and especially diehard Texas
6: fans? Well, I think there's a lot of diehard football fans in this great state. So, uh, you know, we, we plan uh, both here and, and elsewhere, of course, with all of our franchises to play this up-tempo, fast-paced game. Uh, I think people have a real appreciation for football in this state. You know, I think about seven on seven and what that means in this state to thousands of high school kids and how that's how that's sort of almost revolutionized the, the passing game. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to offer that kind of a game to, to our Texas fans. And what we want to do is offer an affordable uh, family experience as well, right? Uh, we think it's it's critical to be able to take a family of four to a game for $100, right? All in and not you know, get fleeced for parking or, or what else. Uh, U of H has been great at terms of working with us to make the family experience not just fun but also very affordable
1: again that was the xfl commissioner and ceo oliver luck addressing the media right after the press conference of announcing the new head coach for the houston franchise june jones and i was in the middle of there somewhere you probably had heard me asking the question about the showcase oh here it is time for us to take a break i'll pick that conversation about the showcase and more of the xfl All XFL today on the show, seems like, next after we come from our second break and get some more thoughts and opinions from our super producer, A-Rod, as well, as we transition to the OTAs for the NFL. Next, on Outside the Huddle with your host, LeMont Williams.
4: Streaming live.
2: Channel.
0: Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
4: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
0: You're Outside the Huddle with LeMont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at Yahoo.com.
1: Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, LeMont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. It's been all talk of XFL football. Excited for XFL to join the Houston area and have a Houston franchise. As a Houston uh, coaches was announced on Monday, this past Monday, June Jones. Excited to see him back here in the state of Texas. Also in the city of Houston. Um, played his clip early in the first segment of him addressing the media, as well as the commissioner and CEO, Oliver Luck, addressing the media after the press conference. So now I asked him about, I asked the the commissioner and the CEO, Oliver Luck, about the showcases. So the showcases that will take place thereafter or starting next month, will start in Dallas, June 7th. The showcase pretty much is uh, a city evaluation or a combine if you want, if you're thinking of the NFL. It's an opportunity for, and it's invite only for players to come out uh talent of pool players to come out to be selected and work out and try out for an opportunity to play in the XFL. I mean, it starts at the Dallas franchise on June 7th. Then it comes to Houston, June 8th. I will be in attendance on that one. Uh New York, it will be June 14th. Washington, D.C., June 15th. L.A. and June 21st. Uh You have Seattle, June 22nd. Then you have Tampa, 20, June 29th, and finishing up in St. Louis on July 13th. So, as you can tell, the, uh, the XFL is really trying to get an opportunity to find those hitting gems, those talented players out there. That's, and quite honest with you, rod there's a lot of players still sitting home that didn't get called during the NFL draft in April, uh, didn't get invited to OTAs, which we'll be talking about here shortly, or any uh, opportunity signs as a free agent on any team. So there's a lot of talented, in-shape players that's walking around here, not just in the state of Texas or the city of Houston, but also in this country that's hungry for opportunities. So this XFL uh, franchise, I mean, XFL League, will give these young players an opportunity to can- continue to play a sport that they love and a game that they love. So I'm excited for them. So uh, during the showcase, It'll be height, weight, additional measurements for, for each player, so, uh, Like a combine, athletic testing, 40 yard dash, uh, shuttle drills, individual uh, position workouts, one on one drills, led by the coaching staff. You know, private additional workouts with XFL coaching staff as needed. Uh, provide players with the interviews and background information as needed, and players will receive. Uh, opportunity to continue to compete throughout the showcase. Uh, so I'm excited for them. I'll definitely be out there evaluating talent as well as seeing who all comes out and work out for the XFL franchise. So, again, to kind of put a bowl on this whole situation, whole new opportunity here in the city of Houston, the XFL will kick off their season in 2020, February 2020, and the Houston franchise will kick off their their season as well. I'm excited to see it, I continue to be a part of this franchise and this league. And uh, as I get more information, I will present it and I'll bring it to my radio show each and every Wednesday. So uh, with that being said, let's segue to, from the XFL to the NFL. And on Tuesday, it's been a very busy week for me for our football. Tuesday, I was in attendance of the Houston Texans OTA, organized team activities, kicked off this week for the Texans. Uh, a lot of things. Uh, I want to kind of evaluate. Of course, the new talent, the draft picks that was drafted. I'm excited to see some of the young guys out there on the field. Deshaun uh, Watson, including him going to his third season as a starting quarterback. Uh, the, uh, the first round draft pick and Titus Howard uh, out, out of out of. Uh, let me say that again. Titus Howard, the old tackle. He's from Alabama state out of the SWAT conference. Uh, he was out, he's been out there working hard, making those adjustments. Here's a kid that I'm really impressed with, and I'm going to continue to watch throughout uh, OTAs. And, the, and and kind of give you the backdrop. When I go to OTAs, uh, everyone looks good in shorts, helmets, and Jersey. You really can't really focus on the real football until they put pads on. So you probably see that more in training camp. Well, OTAs, I like to focus focus on the skill players. That means the receivers, the DBs, especially the defensive backs. I like to see size and height and weight. I like to see uh, um, being able to be fluent and be able to come out of their breaks and be able to work those hips. And the Texans drafted the second-round draft pick Lonnie Johnson, Jr. out of Kentucky. And when I mean this kid is big, he's about my size. I mean, I'm 6'4", 250. He's Got to be 6'2", 220. Uh, tall, rangy, big frame, corner, uh, ran a sub 4'5", 40, uh, long arms. Uh, I'm excited about this kid because, one, he has the size to compete and be aggressive with a lot of receivers in the AFC South as well as in the NFL. But I also want to see how aggressive he's going to be on the outside, playing as a tall corner, Um you know, and it's just, it's tough in the league. Sometimes when you get matched up a lot of smaller receivers. Uh, Tyreek Hill comes to mind in Kansas City. Uh, and those, you know, guys can cut across the field with the uh, speed. But here or there, it's still young. I'm still early. I'm excited to see him uh, on the field, see how he progresses and, and get better. I uh, didn't see J.J. out there, obviously. You know, J.J. really, I mean, it'd be good to have him out there, but he's not required to be there. Uh, today beyond Clowney did not participate in the OTAs really didn't put too much stock into that. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's coming around the Texans. Oh, and also Deandre Hopkins was in there as well, but, uh, it's coming around. Uh, football is, is creeping back into our system. Uh, and, and you can definitely tell that everyone in the city of Houston is excited for multiple reasons, so XFL, NFL, You never get enough football here in the state of Texas. So, um, let's see here, looking at the time. We still have some more time. Titus Howard. So, I was watching him doing his evaluation on the field OTAs. I can tell he struggled at times, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but he struggled at times with with the speed off the outside edge. Now, granted, he was going against a guy that's been in the NFL for eight years, eight seasons, and that's Whitney Merciless. Merkless was using that that speed, outside edge, dipping the shoulder, getting past him. I think with time, uh Titus will get better with that. He will adjust and make those adjustments and sink those hips and get stronger. Uh but right now he's getting his, <laughs> he has enough to battle and he has his hands full with uh uh the veteran players, defensive ends and outside linebacks with the Texans. And and you know, I'm not overly concerned about it, but I just caught my attention at times. And I had a conversation with one of the local media guys, and we were talking about Titus Howard, how he's going to come in right away and start. It's obvious, right? He's a first-round draft pick. Texas need definitely need help on the offensive line, giving up uh, 62 sacks last year on Deshaun Watson. So with that being said, he's going to be thrown right in the mix. but. He has no, there's not a lot of veteran players on that offensive line that he can go to and learn from when things get tough for him. So uh, I'm interested to see how he's going to do that. Maybe he might be privately talking to somebody behind the scenes that's helping him. But in that locker room, on that field, he's automatically thrown into the leadership role. And that could be tough for a freshman coming, a freshman. That'd be tough for a rookie coming into the NFL right out the gate. Let's see here. Let's jump down. Let's talk about some what else is going on in the NFL. I mean, we've got the Texans, um, uh, let's see here. Redskins, they started their OTAs uh, this week. I'm quietly watching the Redskins from Texas. I'm a big Redskins guy. I grew up in the Virginia area. I support the Redskins and so support the front office, Doug Williams uh support Tony Wiley, those guys over there I have a lot of respect for. So I'm rooting for the Redskins to be successful. And also rooting for their quarterback. Um, you know they the rookie quarterback, they finally got a guy that they feel like can help them get back to the promised land. Uh in that NFC tough NFC East division, Dwayne Haskins, um is their quarterback. And, you know, for him to come in there, start right away, or play, or compete to be able to start right away, it's an opportunity that I can't wait to see. Ruben Foster, uh, he's a guy that was drafted, um, for the, for the Redskins. I want to say he was drafted. Let's see here. What round was Ruben Foster drafted? I might be wrong. Let me take a step back. I want to say, I thought I, I saw him. Been drafted. If not, Reuben Foster is out for the season uh, towards ACL. Bad break there for the Washington Redskins, and he was not drafted. Haskins was the first-round draft pick, and I'm looking down briefly through their list. Reuben Foster was not. So, he's been in the league for a while, and he towards ACL, man, and that's never a good thing you want to see. Especially the OTAs because uh, left me, so he's definitely out for the season um and wish him well. Uh he's out of Alabama. He was the first round draft pick in twenty seventeen, so I stand correctly. I thought he was some reason I thought he was drafted this year. I don't know why, but um he was drafted by he was drafted from Alabama and he's been with the was it the Redskins all the whole time? Yeah. So uh, he was drafted in the uh, 2017 first round. I oh, was drafted by San Francisco 49ers first round, uh, 34, 31st pick overall in 2017. Started to hear that by for from one former linebacker to another. See that he went down, but, uh, offensively I'm excited for the Redskins. Excited to see how they're going to implement, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Uh, I know that Doug Williams is mentoring them behind the scenes. Uh, last time the Redskins had an African-American quarterback that was drafted that high it was Robert Griffin III. He got out to a really successful start the first two seasons, and things started to decline after that. But there's a, definitely a need for a quarterback to come in and take control of that offense. Uh, Alex Smith got injured last year. The Redskins paid a lot of money for him. Uh, But the future uh, lies with Dwayne Haskins, 6'3", 231 pounds at Ohio State, a lot of young talent, untapped talent. We'll see how things play out for them. All right, let's go ahead and see how much time we have before we take the next break. If we do have time or we don't have time, we'll roll into some NBA talks next after this break. So A-Rod, what's our time looking like? All right, let's go and break. When we come back, we're going to get caught up on the NBA playoffs next on Outside the Huddle with your host, LeMond Williams.
4: the experts call toll-free right now 1-866-472-5787 and ask our all-star team to answer your question that's 1-866-472-5787 thank
0: you for calling voiceamerica.com are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports Time 3pm Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
2: access all the time.
0: you're outside the huddle with lemont williams want a piece of today's action call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144 that's 888-346-9144 or you can drop a line to lemont williams sports at yahoo.com now let's get back to the show
1: welcome back to outside the huddle i'm your host lemont williams coming to you live from houston texas Last segment before we wrap up the show. We talked a lot about the XFL for 75% of the show and XFL league kicking off the next season and coming to the Houston area with the Houston franchise. Now, I want to talk about the NBA playoffs. So I'll talk briefly about OTAs and the Texans. Now I'm talking NBA playoffs. So a rock last time you and I was on the phone, And we had was doing the show. The Houston Rockets were still in the playoffs. Unfortunately, they're not in the playoffs anymore. They got uh, knocked out, or however I can say it, they was eliminated from the playoffs from the Golden State Warriors. So with that being said, Golden State has proven to everyone that they're still the team to beat. They're now sitting home waiting to see who they play in the NBA Finals. So now that we know that the NBA Finals will go through the Golden State Warriors, uh, what do you think about the Warriors and not having Kevin Durant or going down after that injury and still progressing and getting better as a team each and every week and advancing to the NBA Finals?
5: I mean, there, there's, it's the Warriors. Come on now. You got Steph Curry. You got Clay Thompson. You, you got everyone there, basically. Like it, Whether one of them is out or not, the other uh, other individuals, you know, are gonna are gonna take it in in their hands, you know, to make sure that they they can progress with the team and all that stuff. So you know, the Warriors, even with even if one of them's hurt or a few of them are out, you know, they they still somehow come around and, and get a w. Uh, I honestly, I see them taking taking this the the championship like always. I think this year, um, it, it's just gonna be a no-brainer. <laughs> it's the Warriors. Come on now.
1: Yeah, definitely no-brainer and. Here's the surprising part, well, not really surprising part, but uh, is there just a refresher that shows you that despite Kevin Durant being down, they're a machine. They're still going to move forward with the Splash Brothers. You know, Steph Curry and Klay uh, Thompson are still their core uh, of offensive scoring. And you have Draymond Green doing what he does as a defensive player, the emotional leader, hustling and fighting for them every night. But their role players have stepped up, too. Guys coming off the bench that you never heard of, guys that you never seen Wow, a while. Uh Igdodala, you know about him and his success as a defensive player and coming off the bench for Golden State. you got to give credit to Steve Curry, to be honest with you, man. I, when he first was hired after Mark Jackson was released as the coach for Golden State, I didn't know what to expect from Steve Curry as the coach. I knew what to expect as a player. I mean, he's won so many championships with the Bulls. Uh, San Antonio. Uh, so you knew he had a championship background. But as a coach, for five straight seasons, this team has gone to the NBA Finals or made an appearance in the NBA Finals? That's unheard of, man. This guy is just shucks. He has so much microwave success the last five years. He's in the top top 3% or top 10, no, i really say top 5 coaches right now in the NBA.
5: That's crazy. I mean, and, it, it goes to show that you know, it goes to show since he he can lead the team there five consecutive years that you know, he he's done his job, you know. He's he's doing a great job. He needs to keep it up. If if the Warriors stay together and they go into next year, I'm pretty sure it's just going to be the same thing we're seeing these last five years except it's going to be the sixth year.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the elephant in the room is does Kevin Durant comes back after this offseason? Do mm-hmm. you believe he's coming back after him sitting home? With that strain calf and seeing that Golden State can pretty much advance without him, do you feel like he's coming back to re-sign with Golden State or he's going elsewhere to get his money?
5: You know, it's hard to say, you know. He's kind of a – he's an unexpected player. You can't just say, oh, he's going to do this or that, you know. He kind of just does what's unexpected and and makes, you know – you, the media definitely will be there for, for whatever whatever decision he does. I think it would be great for him to stay at the Warriors, so, you know, that way he could still go down as, you know, a, a great player and have, uh, what, I would say, what what how many rings does he have now? What, two, three?
1: Two, I know for a fact that he has two.
5: Yeah, you know, I mean, he could go in next year and for sure come out with the next, another ring the next following year, but if he goes out and plays with another team, you know, he's going to have to play... Of course the uh, the Golden State Warriors and whether it's him by himself on another uh with another team and some other franchise uh, players you know it, it still won't be the same because it's it's the Warriors you know <laughs> I feel like yeah. I feel like for him you know if he does leave it's kind of he's kind of hurt himself but if he but you know he's also opening doors to be to be a better uh franchise uh player for whatever other team he does go to
1: Yeah I'm with you I don't think he's coming back I think he's going to go back to the East Coast either play with the uh, uh, New York Knicks or a team that really needs him. I think he's at this point. He's peaking. I mean, he's at his peak right now. He's probably the top scorer in the NBA. So he's going to capitalize on that before he starts declining. And I I really believe that he's going to go to – the team's going to pay him top dollar. And from there, he's uh, he's just going to go – because he has his – the hardest part is getting his ring, so he got his ring. So I think now that he has his rings, he's going to try to go and capitalize on the money, right? Because everyone chases the championship. Now that he has his championship, now he wants to uh, get paid, and yeah, I ain't mad about that. So I think he's going to go and chase that uh, chase that uh, that money.
5: If he does leave, you know, hopefully he does get a better better contract and a better deal with another team. But if anything, you know, uh, I I feel like he he'll, he'll do great wherever he's at. You know, he's he's still a great player. He's still you know, he's committed. He knows he knows the, the 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 NBA. You know, he knows the rules and everything, and he knows what it what he needs to do to be success, successful and stay successful. So we'll we'll see. <laughs> yeah,
1: we definitely see how it plays out, man. I'm excited for him, uh, despite that he got injured. Hope everything works out for him. And we go from there. So uh, it's another team, another playoff series going on right now, and that's the Milwaukee Bucks and the Toro- uh, Toronto Raptors. Toronto Ra- Raptors, and Toronto is uh, now tied up in series two-two with the win Tuesday night last night. And, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to watch any of these games. Well, these are on, the only games right now is on NBA playoffs. But what's your thoughts on this series between the Bucks and the Raptors?
5: Uh, that's a close one, you know. Uh, they're they're definitely putting up a better, uh, I would say, a better um, battle than uh, you know the Warriors against the the Trailblazers. You know, it, it was a straight sweep with the Trailblazers. You know, and with with this with this one, you know, we know that these two teams are kind of you know it it they're they're tied right now. We know that that either 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 or could happen. You know, I I feel like whoever wants it the most will will definitely come up. But I I feel more of the Raptors uh, taking it for for. Uh, for the win and going into the finals, I think uh, you know they—they've been needing it. Toronto's gotten this close, you know. I, I don't think they're willing to give it up, and we'll see. I, I'm more going towards Raptors, and I feel like you know I think they'll—they'll they'll get it done.
1: You think the Raptors will win with Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard injured? Uh, you know he had the leg injury. He still oh, kind yeah, of favoring in that injury, there.
5: Oh, I can't tell me that.
1: Yeah, oh, no. he had uh, two nights ago. He had an injury. And uh, last night, you can definitely tell he was still suffering from whatever, and he's not going to have enough time for it to heal. Well, it could be something minor, but uh, you never know nowadays, man. Uh, I I think here's what I believe. I I, I believe that Milwaukee will pull it off for some reason. Uh, Let me look at the schedule. Because so far, all the home teams have won, right, in that series. so. Because also Game Seven is in Milwaukee. Uh, greet the freak. I really believe that he's probably gonna find a way to get it done at home. He struggled at the free throw line, shot an air ball last night. So uh, Thursday night is gonna be indicator. See how he bounced back mentally after that that game. But hey, man, we'll see how it plays out. As the NBA Finals should be coming up here shortly. Yep. Speaking of coming up here shortly, it sounds like the music is playing in the background. So, A Rock, that only means one thing. It's time to wrap up the show. So, I want to thank the listeners out there for listening to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams. I appreciate you guys checking me out each and every Wednesday night. You guys have a great week, and until we meet next Wednesday, be safe.
0: Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.